as an investor, you can always be sidetracked, you know, by other asset classes. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. You know, sometimes I am tempted, like, man, they're over here investing in on this mobile home park or this storage unit. I want to do it, but I have to say, come on now, hold on now. We have to stand fast on what we're doing now. And then later I can progress and get into those different asset classes. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, as always, and with me today, I'm pleased to be joined by Keisha Kennedy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. Thank, I appreciate you taking the time. We're both on uh, you know, pretty much the same time zone, so that's really interesting, uh, which is probably not something very common that you get, right? No, I definitely don't get this. So I had to jump on this opportunity to get on this podcast with you. Even though my, my time zone is really the US time zone, <laughs> Eastern time. So either way, it's scheduled at a crazy hour. But Keisha is currently in Kuwait. Okay. And she's been there for many years. Love to get into that with you a little bit, but she's a real estate investor, uh, formerly an army veteran, and uh, you served in the National Guard as well, right? Yes, I did. Proud veteran. That's amazing. So I'd love to get into how you, you know, how you've transitioned from, you know, what you did in the military to your entrepreneurial journey that has led you to real estate investing most recently, now investing in apartments, multifamily, and doing that abroad. So I relate to that a lot, but I'd love to get into that. Give us a little, if you can, a little background. I mean, I gave you some headers over there, but if you want to fill in the gaps at all, I'd love for you to take the opportunity. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I was in the Army National Guard. Uh, my father was in the military. My grandfather was in the military. My uncles were in the military. So I come from a military background. I did six years in the Army National Guard while going to school full-time at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. So Richmond, Virginia is where I am from. I'm a proud Rams fan. Go Rams, go. And I did my six years. I deployed to Kuwait and I went back and graduated college. And so once I graduated, I was like, man, I'm trying to make, you know, big money, big money, you know, with this degree. And I end up coming overseas as a contractor. And so that's when this whole Kuwait contracting life started. So I I first came over from 2009 and 2013. And that's when I started investing in real estate. So I was investing in residential properties at that time. And I had no idea about, you know, investing my money and allowing my money to continue to work for me. I was self-taught. Right. So I bought my first property in 2011 when the market first crashed. So I got a very good deal, an unbelievable deal. And it came with the lot next door. The, the house was only one years old. And so I had my parents go to view the property and they did. And they said, yes, it's a good deal. Nice property. The only thing I had to do was just take up the rug and put down new flooring. So that's what I did. And I got my first tenant. I was so excited, of course. And I did right. all of this from Kuwait. You were doing it remotely the whole time. That's awesome. Exactly. So that's when I started my real estate endeavors, you know, and as an investor. And so the next year I bought another house and the next year I bought another house and a duplex and it just continued there. So fast forward to 2021 this year in April, I said, man, I want to buy an apartment complex. You know, I want to scale. I want to grow. And 
So I started reading and educating myself and listening to podcasts and came across that word apartment syndication. It was like, man, this is the way to go instead of doing it myself, because initially I was going to you know, do it all by myself as I was doing in residential. But I wanted to educate myself. That was the only difference. And that's how I came across the word syndication. So I started being around like-minded people and, you know, got me a mentor. And that's when it all started. I invested in my first multifamily commercial as a limited partner. And a limited partner is someone that invests passively, but does not have an active role in managing that asset. But you're still reaping the benefits, such as your tax benefits, the cash flow, and the net proceeds. So my first deal that I invested in was in Richmond, Virginia, 27 units. And I was so proud because I'm from the Richmond, Virginia area. And I was also able to tour this property um, when I was home on vacation. So that's what I did. And I also invested in Florence, Kentucky, 81 units as a limited partner back in May. And then fast forward to July, I wanted to invest in more because I was like, man, this is like a golden secret to make money passively without being stressed out as a landlord like I was prior. Right. And so I invested in. 24 units in Columbia, South Carolina, and then 19 units in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Both of them were student housing. And so fast forward to about two months ago, I hired another mentor and a coach, my second one. And then I networked again and I end up having the opportunity to become a general partner on a deal, 56 units in Waco, Texas. So this was my first opportunity. I was so excited it was such a blessing, right? To right. go from LP to GP. And so I was an LP on that deal and a GP on that deal. We just closed two weeks ago in Waco, Texas, 56 years. That's awesome. Thank you. That's a yes. <laughs> and so now I'm currently in on another deal as a general partner and a general partner, someone that has an active role in on the deal versus a limited partner. So I want to just address that. Yeah. And so now I'm in on another deal, 120 units. And we close next month. So that is a little bit about my journey as a real estate investor. There you go. That was a great summary. Yeah, I summed it up pretty well. But I do want to ask you a few questions about that. Because obviously, you're doing all this remotely. You found out about apartment syndications. You started investing passively, which a lot of people do uh, once you start learning about that as a what you call a limited partner. And then you've transitioned through your, it sounds like through the networking, through the, the mentorship and the masterminds that you participated in, uh, you became a general partner on uh, one deal in Texas and now another one coming up. And is that the plan going forward? Obviously, you're doing this remotely. So I'm curious to you, for someone who is in a similar position uh, as myself, what it, what role are you playing as a more active role in those deals that allows you to not only have a limited partnership uh, by you know putting some money in clearly, uh, but also having that general uh, that GP, that general partnership role? Yes, that's a very good question, Yona. So thank you for asking. I am helping raising capital. And then I'm also helping with the asset management as well, because I can't do the boots on the ground. I can't go out and find the deal and do the due diligence. However, there are other roles that you can play as a general partner where you don't have to be physically present. So that is my role right now. And hopefully in the future, when I do return back to the States, I can you know, do the due diligence and find the deal and boots on the ground and learn a different role. 
Okay. That's good to know. I mean, the, obviously the capital raising side of things is something that's necessary. Everyone needs to, it's, it's a really important aspect, right? You have, you need money in order to uh, buy the deal and you need the limited partners in order to make the deal actually happen. So that role is integral. However, the asset management as well, those are things that you know, really can consist of a slew of, you know, a hundred different things that can be obviously split up among the the partners, uh, whether it's from dealing with vendors, right. Or um, just looking over the numbers, making sure that you have investor relations as well. There, there's different things that are involved there, but is there anything like specific that stands out to you? Like, oh, I love this aspect. Besides for the passive thing, obviously you clearly love the passive thing, but in the actual general partnership, in the roles that you've come across? Is there anything that you're like, oh, I love this. I can do this more and more and more. Absolutely. And that is investor relations, which also goes with capital raising. I enjoy speaking to people from all over the world, different time zones, and just educating them on financial literacy. That is what brings me joy and reason why I enjoy raising capital, right? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't know about apartment syndication. I just found out this year about it. So a lot of people, I love speaking to them about Apartment syndication, uh, exactly what it means to be a syndicator, exactly what it means to be an investor, a limited partner on the deal, and just education, because that can get them a lot further than anything else, right? When they invest their money and allow their money to make more money for them while sleeping. So that's the part that I really enjoy doing is the education portion and just partnerships, you know, partnerships and being able to put a team together and Mm -hmm. create a partnership to invest in on an asset. But I really love capital raising. For sure. I mean, that's something I can relate to as well. It's, and you're clearly a people person, right? You love the action, love enjoying those conversations. Do you still have out of curiosity, like your single families and that portfolio that you had, uh, you know, since the past 10 years? Yes, I still manage that from Kuwait by myself. I mean, not by myself. Let me rephrase that. I manage it online. However, there are boots on the ground. So the team is my parents. <laughs> um, and then I also have a handyman that does everything for me. So if if he falls short, my parents will pick up. But for the most part, my handyman runs everything. And I just do the financial portion online, you know, with the rental payments and things like that, because right. everything's online now. So you don't have to physically be present to go pick up a check, right? Sure. And yeah. Then, I mean, I guess finding me- new tenants uh, might be a challenge, right? If you're not there physically. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I post everything online. So that isn't a challenge for me. A lot of people shop online for a place to stay instead of driving around for the for rent sign. Mm -hmm. So that's no challenge there whatsoever, thankfully. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. Do you intend to, I mean, obviously it's still making you money. It's still, uh, you know, these assets they've, I'm sure they've appreciated as all real estate has over the past 10 years. There's things you're going to continue, continue growing, or do you see yourself kind of, yeah, maybe liquidating those moving on? I actually had a conversation this weekend with my father yesterday, actually, and I'm thinking about selling my portfolio and then just taking that capital and, of course, investing in multifamily commercial because I just absolutely love multifamily commercial. I still like residential because that's how I started investing. However, I can see more potential and scalability and growth within commercial. So I'm thinking about either one, liquidating it, selling it, or two, doing a cash out refinance, which all of them are paid for except for one. And that mortgage is very low. So I have some options there, you know, definitely have have some options for sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like you're doing well though, in your contracting role. And and one thing that I learned recently also is that Kuwait has zero income tax. Is that right? right? 
That's absolutely correct, Yona. You did your homework. So now you know I'm here. (laughs) So yes, uh, Kuwait is a tax-free country. You just have to be present. I think it's 335 days out of the year physically present to meet meet that. And then, of Mm. course, there's also a cap on the tax-free portion. I I believe it's like 90 to 95,000. Don't quote me because each year it increases, but there is a a cap. And then once you reach that cap, then of course it's going to be taxed. But yeah, it's definitely a tax-free company. I'm a country and I absolutely love being here. Have you ever considered, and I don't even know what the options I've never visited, but have you ever considered like doing any local investing or anything uh, in terms of real estate over there? No, I have not considered it. The prices are just extreme here and I don't plan on being here long-term. I'm just here temporary and I will return back to the States, but I, I will not invest here whatsoever. And I believe you also have to be a local citizen as well. I'm not for sure, but I haven't looked into it because I'm, I have no interest in that. Gotcha. Gotcha. You have any other like coworkers or any other colleagues around that you've talked about like real estate investing, like, Hey, this is something I'm doing in the States. Like you guys should look into these returns over there. Yes. So I have, um, my coworker is investing in on my deal right now. There you go. <laughs> Um, 120 units. So he signed up last week on the best report. I'm so excited. You know, education is very important to me, um, especially in minorities. And he, he is a minority. I'm a minority. So he's really excited about investing in his capital and on the deal. And so I'm slowly talking to everyone that I know in Kuwait. And hopefully they'll invest in on a deal with me or with someone else. You're absolutely right. The fact that you came across this just recently, I mean, is and you were involved in real estate investing. You had the single families for, you know, 10 years already. This is not something that was new to you entirely. Nevertheless, I've found as well people who are involved in real estate, you know, on bigger pockets, and you very seldom hear about multifamily syndication. Obviously now it's become in the past couple of years, it's become a little more, you know, vocal, a little more prevalent. People are getting much more uh, noise and much more publicity, but you, know, you have people like Grant Cardone, who, who's obviously putting a lot of noise out there in the space uh, on the internet. So it's getting, it's getting louder, obviously in bigger pockets is, is turning, especially with Brandon Turner, who's the host has over the past few years, become much more. And I actually just heard he, he's, he's moving on from the Your Pongas podcast, but he is someone who is, you know, had been involved in, in this over the past few years and has been, you know, for lack of a better word, like evangelizing uh, multifamily and mobile home parks and these types of syndications. So these are th- things that you need education, right? Even in the places, like the point I'm trying to make is even in, in the circles that you're surrounding yourself with in real estate, you're not necessarily going to hear about multifamily investing. And syndications. Absolutely. So ed- education. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all about that education to help you reach your goal. Um, and, and I'm so excited that I stumbled upon that word and I'm able to help everyone along the way. So I use my social media platforms to educate as well. Um, I post on all of my social media platforms and a lot of people are thankful for that information. I post daily. I try to post daily, at least Monday through Friday and take the weekends off for a break because everyone needs a break. And um, so, yeah, I get a lot of investors that way, to be honest, they'll reach out to me and they're like, hey, you piqued my interest. I see that you're talking about apartment syndication. Can I book a call with you to learn more? And sure, of course you can book a call. This is the part that I truly enjoy. And I love when people reach out to me to do so. Absolutely. Now, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the meaning of the name of your company, obviously, Kennedy Remedy Investments. So Kennedy is clearly that's your last name. I, I assume that's the, the connection there. <laughs> 
<laughs> but tell me a little about it because obviously the name you know has meaning and there's something behind that. What's the story? Yes, yes. So Kennedy, of course, is my last name, like you mentioned, Yona. And remedy is where your remedy to invest investing. And we are creating partnerships through syndication. So we have, as I mentioned earlier, our limited partner and our general partners. And then we're also creating partnerships with lenders mm. and uh, brokers and things like that. So I am I really love the name. It rhymes, Kennedy Remedy Investment. So we are the remedy to your investment needs. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense now. Just wanted to, yeah. to clarify that. <laughs> You're the remedy to all of your investment needs. Love that. That's a great yeah. uh, little yeah. catch line. If you haven't like, if you haven't coined that yet, you should uh, definitely coin that and put that on, <laughs> you know? Put that on yeah. all your uh, all your messages and things like that. Yes, yes. Thank you. And when you're not doing real estate investing, I think I recall you had some sort of uh, athletic career uh, of sorts as well. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, my my memory is a little fuzzy on that, but I do recall that. So fill, fill me in on that. Tell me about your uh, your background yes. in that. Yes. So I am a bodybuilder. That's probably what you're referring to. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So bodybuilder. Um, Currently yes, also? I'm, yes, I'm currently a figure bodybuilder. I'm in my off season and I plan on taking the stage again next year due to COVID. I took some time off, of course, not that I had COVID, but of course, due to COVID with traveling because I, I compete internationally. So I was supposed to compete last year in Germany and Dubai, but it was canceled. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to take this time off to grow, right? Everything happens for a reason. Let's look at the silver lining. I'm just going to grow. And that's what I've been doing is, is growing and eating on my meal plan. Prior to being a bodybuilder, I had gained some weight. So that's how it all started. I had gained some weight and I said, you know what? I want to lose this weight. And that's what I did. And I ended up <laughs> competing in my first competition, recreational, and then loved it and just continued to compete as a bodybuilder and started another business, Kennedy Remedy Fitness. And so I had an online business. I had clients in the States. I had clients here in Kuwait. I also had an app that I was running through. And then I'm also sponsored by a gym and a meal prep company here in Kuwait as well. So that's a little bit about bodybuilding. However, you had your question was, what do I do when I'm not, you know, working? (laughs) And so I am a certified scuba diver. I love scuba diving all around the world. I also love to skydive. I'm very adventurous. I love to parasail and zip line. So I do not live a boring life as you can, as you can imagine. And I love to travel. So when I compete, I travel as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like a a pretty, pretty wild, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lifestyle. Not your, not your typical, uh, but no, it's amazing. I l- love the fact that you're able to get out there and, and do these adventurous things. I yeah. mean, what's, what's the most, I guess, most adventurous thing you say? I mean, these are all pretty adventurous, right? Going scuba diving and zip lining and skydiving, which yeah. I've never done any of, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most adventurous, I would say is my most recent uh, scuba diving trip that I took to Dubai in the world's largest pool. That would be the most interesting because it was the last thing that I did. You know, That's it so was cool. current. Other than that, yeah. It, second would be skydiving, of course, because that's definitely adventurous, right? Jumping out of a plane for no reason. Come on now. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, adventurous. That's, that's the most cool thing that you can do is get on a plane. <laughs> hey, to get on a plane to jump out of a plane. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Come that's on, man. Cool. Yeah, that is pretty. That's pretty wild. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Yeah. 
And, you, and you've been all over the place, obviously, with this traveling, with competing and the bodybuilding. That's something that obviously you need to you need to train a tremendous amount for, right? I mean, you're obviously Absolutely. doing that on a daily basis, I'm sure. Absolutely. So I'm sleeping. I'm supposed to sleep 68 hours for recovery, uh, eating five times a day, every three to four hours, training and, you know, getting sports massages and cupping therapy and I mean, it's a, it's a full-time job. And if you're not doing one thing, then it can definitely hurt your progress. You know, if you're not mm-hmm. sleeping enough hours, if you're stressed, if you're not eating, you know, your macros as you're supposed to, it can just hinder your progress. And if you're not going to give it hundred percent, then you should not be a bodybuilder. It definitely takes a lot of discipline and consistency, which has helped me in the real estate realm as well. So I am very thankful to be a bodybuilder. I'm a proud bodybuilder. And once I stop competing, this will continue to be a lifestyle for me because of the benefits that I see from it, you know, mental health and the physical benefits and just, you know, releasing those endorphins. I just feel so much better after a nice workout. Wow. That's amazing. And you, I mean, you say it has also helped your mental state. I mean, in terms of the, the discipline, the, you know, the consistency, these are things, obviously you said that has helped you in your real estate game, but in any business, anything yeah. in life, it really does help right? and you, when you learn yes. those things and every, every sport or whatever, you know, competition teaches you these things. And if you're serious about it, you can, uh, you know, like any competitor in any level whatsoever, you have to have a tremendous amount. And I have a tremendous respect for you for that because you have to have a lot of discipline and a lot of, uh, you know, keeping to your regimen and your sleep and how, what you eat and when you eat and all these kind of things it takes a lot of you know discipline. So, you know, kudos to you for that, because that can definitely translate into so many other things in life. Yes, absolutely. Like I said, I've used that in many situations that I've been in. I always say that I had a fixed mindset when I was investing in residential, and now I have a growth mindset because I want to scale. So I'm in apartment syndication now, and then later I want to get in hotel syndication. I want to diversify in different asset classes. So that's where that growth mindset has come into place, right? So the fixed mindset, I was overweight, but now mm-hmm. I have that growth mindset. I wanted to lose the weight. And and you know later I became a bodybuilder and started a business. So I'm continuing to grow in yeah. the same way with and as an investor i'm i'm growing you know i can't wait to start uh investing in on another asset class but first my priority is apartment syndication i want to become an expert in this prior to going to another asset class because as an investor you can always be sidetracked you know by other asset classes mm-hmm. and i don't want to do that you know sometimes i am tempted like man they're over here investing in on this mobile home park or this storage unit i want to do it but i have to say come on now Hold on now. We have to stand fast on what we're doing now. And then later I can progress and get into those different asset classes. Very cool. That's awesome. I mean, it, it's so true. You got to make sure that you are you know, fully immersed in one thing and then become an expert to a certain degree in that. And then you can obviously use, the, use that uh, to spill over into something else. And there's so many different asset classes in real estate. So you found multifamily, the syndication route, that's the best. Uh, I know a lot of people are finding that. But you know, if you ask someone in a different space, they will give you all the reasons in the world why, you know, self-storage is the best or why mobile home parks is the best or why office or industrial and everyone. And the point is, is you have to find what you're passionate about and focus on that, double down on it, become great at it. And then, you know, when the right opportunity comes, you can, uh, you know, diversify and spread it into something else as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Keisha, I want to transition now to what we call the final four. These are four questions I ask all of my guests. And so 
To you, the first question is, what is the worst job that you ever had? (laughs) I love this question. Absolutely. So my first job that I've ever had was working at Anthony's Pizza, which is a pizza company. It's a franchise on the military base, because as I mentioned earlier, that my father was in the military. So my first job was making pizzas. How fun, right? Well, one day... I came into work. I was at the cash register and a customer had said, excuse me, ma'am, I gave you a 20 instead of a 10. And so I had to count down that register. Right. And I was correct. She gave me a 10. And after that, I said, you know what? This job is not for me. This job is not for me. So I would (laughs) I would consider that job the worst job that I had, you know, making pizza and working as a cashier. Yeah, that's challenging. You got (laughs) to. You know, you always wonder in a situation like that, you you put the uh, you put the trust in the other in the customer, but at the same time, you have to be a little suspicious and worried. Maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they're trying to to steal uh, you know ten bucks, not a lot, but still, it's something that if they're doing it to everyone everywhere they go, you know, that's that's a racket. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. So yeah, that would be the worst job. I love that question. All right. Well, the second question is even better, which is what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Yeah, I'm not going to go with probably the answer that most people would probably say, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, even though it has. I want to go with Limitless by Jim Quick. And I was on your LinkedIn challenge. And that was one of the the people that I mentioned that that I would like to meet because he helps you to transform your mind and how you think and become limitless which allowed me to have that growth mindset. So if you're out here listening and you want a good book, I highly recommend Limitless. I know Will Smith has read it as well. And I believe he's on the front cover. He has a quote on there about the book and it has changed his life as well. That's awesome. Yeah, Limitless. We're going to definitely put that in the in the uh, show notes down below, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you don't know that we have show notes every single episode with a lot of resources in it, now's a great time for you to check that out and to go back to previous episodes that you've listened to as well and check out the show notes, which uh, thanks to our team at Streamline Podcasts, getting very thorough show notes there. So a little plug to my team and thank you, uh, Keisha, for that question. Limitless is a great book. I highly recommend it as well. And our third question is, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? I mean, it sounds like you've already taken on all these new, you know, new adventures, new types of, uh, you know, outdoors things that you, you're involved with that you have done in the past, anything else out there. It could be that it could be business related, it could be anything. So the question is what's a skill or talent you'd like to learn? Yeah. So I, I also felt to mention that I do ride horses once a week as well, <laughs> which is a good thing, you know, to help relieve the stress from my mind. But I did start taking gymnastics, I only did it for a month probably uh, a couple months ago. And I want to go back to gymnastics because that was one thing that I wanted to do as a child is learn how to flip, you know, and I've only did it for one month, like, like I mentioned. So I would love to go back to continue to grow as a adult gymnast. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you don't see too many adult gymnasts out there, right? It's usually things that, you know, children start out with maybe teenagers. You look at the Olympics and they're all like, you know, yes. I was a I was a cheerleader growing up and I had never learned how to flip. So that's sparked my curiosity. And that's why I joined an adult <laughs> gymnast class, which is right. which is pretty fun. That is. Yeah, it sounds pretty fun. I mean, you're, you sound like you're very athletic. So it just goes along with it. 
they help you in terms of the competition as well. You can do a certain, right? Yeah. In terms of the bodybuilding. Yeah. Flexibility, flexibility, which is a good thing. When you're, when you're posing on stage, you definitely need to be flexible. Okay. There you go. And last and final question is what does success mean to you? Yeah. Success means to me, um, making a difference in other people's lives. And that's why, you know, I started Kennedy Remedy Investments because I am helping other investors invest in assets that's going to continue to make their money work for them. And then the same for Kennedy Remedy Fitness. I am helping other people transform their bodies and their mind, mm-hmm. right? And their mental health. And then also, I didn't mention I was a bell bondsman. I had another business called Breaking the Change Bell Bondsman. Bell Bondsman. So, oh, yes, boy. Bell I would not want to and, meet up with you if I was skipping bail. And so I am making a difference. You know, I was making a difference in their life by bringing them out, you know, helping them get out of jail. So oh, gotcha. for me, that's what success, you know, means to me is, is helping other people in their lives. Gotcha. Okay. So I misunderstood what the bail bondsman uh, was, you know, uh, I was thinking of the bounty hunter. Uh, that's the, the thing. No, 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 I'm signing, I'm signing court documents saying, gotcha. stating, Hey, this defendant will appear in court. Right. So. Right. Right. Clearly I'm not chasing anybody down unless they don't show up. Right. Exactly. Okay. Well, uh, that's what I was uh, referring to. Anyways, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Keisha, where can our listeners uh, find you or reach out to you? What's the best way? Yes, absolutely. So I love social media. So don't be shy. I am on LinkedIn, Keisha Kennedy. It'll be in the show notes. And then I'm also on Facebook. Uh, the business page is Kennedy Remedy Investments. And I will also leave some other links to social media platforms. So feel free to reach out. I also have a guide um, investing as a limited partner in a syndication deal that you can download, which is on KennedyRemedyInvestments.com backslash guide. It's going to give you the definition of what a limited partner is, the benefits, an example of a bill, and so much more. So go ahead and download it. There you go. Awesome. Well, we're going to make sure to put all those uh, notes in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time out today. And uh, yeah. I really appreciate uh, giving us some insight into what you're working on. Yes. Thank you for having me, Yona. It's been a blast. <laughs> much continued success to you and uh, to our listeners. Thanks again for tuning in until the end. And remember the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick. I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.